Weekly Playtime with Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Hi. Hi, Stacy. Hey, Devin. How are you? Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. At this point, I'm pretty drunk. Um, Because I'm just going to be straightforward. We tried to record an episode, and we totally got off topic. And that's what all the listeners heard last week. Right, yeah. Um, And and so now we're trying to record the actual topic. We're actually going to talk about what we're meant to talk about. Yes. So I'll tell you I'm drinking water right now because... That's probably not a bad idea. I am way gone, and uh, I'm sorry for for this 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 we, whole thing. I'm just we sorry. apologize. We apologize in advance for the content of this yes. episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I'm still sorry. drinking truly, but I did. I, I I finished one of them, and so I'm now onto mm-hmm. my second my second truly. Um, okay. Considering it is only five percent alcohol, um, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not even feeling a buzz at this point, so I can keep no. us together. Yes, that's what good. that's what Devons do. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's what I like about this podcast relationship is that <laughs> one of us is always drunk and one of us is a designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like we usually come to this and one of us is like, "Oh my god, I'm totally not prepared," and the other one is like, "It's cool, I got it, I got, got it." Notes. <laughs> Yeah. Designated so. podcast driver. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but this is actually something you felt really passionate about, which is uh, in the intuitive yes. eating. Uh, and I have watched lots of videos and read lots of articles and I have lots and listened to some podcasts. And I feel very, I have, I have feelings about this, but I don't feel like I have experience with it yet. Or at least not. Okay. To the same degree you do. So do you want to yes. kick us off? And then yes. I will I will interject with my <laughs> with my obviously very professional and well thought out thoughts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Okay. So uh yes, I would like to go over my experience and then we can jump into a fitness influencer specifically that we both kind of researched for this. But we could talk about other things too, but I think that's the natural progression of. Things. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Tell us, okay. Tell us your experience with this. Okay, so uh, we even as a podcast have talked about intuitive eating like yeah. numerous times and everything like that. With like the fucking diet and stuff. Yes, exactly. Right, and so I would say at least a year ago, and I like to me intuitive eating sounds very simple. Yeah. And the definition is very simple. Like it is, it is truly just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. Like right. period. And but listen I think to your body. Yes, and I think any person that just tries to jump into that is going to be like, "What the hell are these people talking about?" And which I think we did several times. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about a little bit of my experience getting into this and then actually accidentally discovering intuitive eating. Because oh, I like, I like accidentally discovering things. Yes. And what happened was, is it was January of this, so January 1st. Um, I decided... <laughs> January 1st, 2012. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 2012, yes, 2012. 
<laughs> Tie back to the last episode. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to episode 133. Um, but anyway, um, so I, like, for January 1st, I, I mean, it wasn't really a resolution, because as we know, my resolution was focus. But right, right, right. January 1st is just like an easy time to start something. Yeah, yeah. And... I had decided to start tracking food, but not from a calorie perspective. Honestly, it was for a protein perspective because as you know, I've been a vegetarian and as of January, it was about six months being a vegetarian. Right. And you were doing the whole research thing about like protein and how much protein you were getting and were you getting enough protein? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So I started tracking food. For protein, but then, of course, it just happens when you track food, you obviously get calorie information as well. Right, right. So what I found was that, in general, although, like, you know, maybe on a Friday or on a weekend, I'll have a crazy day where I'll eat two two to 3,000 calories. Like, it'll be like a, you know, you go out to a bar, you have a lot of drinks, you eat fried foods, whatever. Right, right. But the a typical day... A what? I said, the drinks get you. They really do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, like, the light beers are good, but, of course, they don't get you drunk. But the Trulies and the light beers, you know, you're looking at 100 calories. But if you're drinking wine or uh, cocktails, you're looking at, like, 150 to 200 calories. Yep. Um, But, um, so, I did this, and I tracked for a while, and... um, what I ended up discovering was that on a normal day, my comfort level for food is around 1,800 calories. And that is okay. like not restricting. That's just what I want to eat. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I usually like to have a snack around the like 2.30 to 3.30 time frame. Right. Um, and it usually fell, without even trying, just fell into the 800 cal- 1,800 calorie Uh, range right right um so that's just kind of what i learned right but part of this with the protein was that i wanted to start eating actual portions because i was like okay so um let me try to figure out what how to get the appropriate amount of protein and stuff like that so as i started eating appropriate portions which for example if you go to eat a, a serving of potato chips, a serving is going to be about 13 chips. Or okay. if you eat french fries or tater tots, it's going to be around 11 to 13 tater tots. Um, okay. Peanut butter is two tablespoons. You know, there's just some of these things that's like now ingrained in my head <laughs> as right, far as right. how much a serving is. But what I ended up doing was... So I was like, okay, let me just try to stick to these portion sizes to see if I could, you know, if that would help me get my protein, so on and so forth. And when I ended up eating an actual portion amount, so for example, today I ate for lunch, I had a chicken patty, which was not real chicken, obviously, but there's this chicken, (laughs) it was an Instagram ad, of course. (laughs) Because dang Instagram and their ads make me buy everything. Right. I understand that problem. (laughs) Yes. There is a chicken substitute called, it's almost like it's delicious, but without the S. So I guess like delicious or something. Delicious. 
Yeah, delicious, okay. delicious, delicious. Anyway, <laughs> um, they make they have like this new chicken substitute product that's supposed to be more chicken like than regular chicken or than fake chicken, tofu chicken. And so I bought a box of it and I made like a little, you have to, it's minced up and so you have to like pat it into it would be the same thing as buying ground beef and then trying to pat it into burger patties except for these are chicken patties instead of burger patties yeah but um so i made some little chicken patties like that and then i ate some fries and they were they were actually the uh checkers slash rally so depending on where you are the company is called something different but i know in the south it was checkers um they sell their fries in the grocery store and so I had 13 fries and one of these chicken patties. And okay. in the past, pre-tracking Stacy would have just had a handful of fries and just right. wouldn't have even thought about how many. I just would have been like, oh, half the bag. Yeah, that sounds good. And I would have thrown it in there and then, you know, that's how much I would have ate. Um, so... But from eating these, I didn't restrict myself. So I told myself, look, have a portion of something. And then if you're hungry, just eat a snack, you know, like eat something with it. And what I found was that it it really is true about the delay about your body takes. And I didn't time it to see if it was truly 20 minutes. But like the standard rule is your body takes 20 minutes to from the time that you are actually full until the time it tells you that you're full. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I found by doing these portion controls, and I'll tell you like too, like with potato chips, I would eat half a bag before I even thought about it. Right. Um, But when I would measure out an actual serving size of potato chips and then give myself 30 minutes or, or an hour before I actually ate something else, I would find that I was totally fine. Right. Right. So now that I have that security blanket of I can eat a true portion and then actually be comfortable with what how much I ate, like it has changed my vision of food. Okay. And I think this is kind of part of the intuitive eating thing because I'm like, oh, like now that I comprehend this is enough, like I'm not going to starve. Right. Um, that really helps. So yeah. one... I think the portion sizes inadvertently helped and made me accidentally discover intuitive eating. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> the other thing was, you know, the the uh, USDA guidelines are always about eating so much fruit and vegetables. Right. And typically I was pretty good about vegetables because we usually had some kind of vegetable for dinner and whatever we ate for dinner was also leftovers for lunch. And so like in general, I don't, I mean, I didn't, you know, like I don't know cup wise how much I had, um, or serving size, you know, I don't know how much I had, but I typically ate a decent amount of vegetables, but Mm -hmm. I definitely was not eating enough fruit because on a typical week, I might have a couple bananas for breakfast, but then otherwise I wouldn't have any fruit whatsoever. And um, so what I started doing was I made an effort to make my snack because I told you that I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then around the 2.30 to 3.30 mark, I would always have a snack. Right. Well, I made an effort to make that snack always a fruit. So typically I would eat an apple and some walnuts. Okay. Or I would have some yogurt and some blueberries, yeah. um, you know, just for example. And so, um, 
by making that habit of eating fruit, the interesting thing was I started to crave fruit. Um, okay. And now, like at this point, and, oh, and I should probably give you the time frame. So I told you that January 1st was when I started tracking. Right, right. Well, then I tracked through April 3rd, and that was when okay. I stopped tracking. Um, and I think, I don't remember why I stopped. I think we might have gone on vacation. I think that was and the I was, time you went to uh, Florida, like to work from, yes. work from Florida. <laughs> yes, yeah. WFF. <laughs> yes, yeah, WFF, work from Florida. Exactly. <laughs> And so we, we ate out a lot, and it was harder to track, because, of course, right. when you eat out, it's harder to track. So I think, yeah, that's probably about the time that I fell off the bandwagon, because it was just like, oh, uh, this is impossible to quantify. Right, you right. Know? So <clears throat> I stopped April 3rd, and then I tracked for, like, maybe, like, a one or two days here and there, but then I obviously fell off the bandwagon. So basically, for the last two months, I have not been tracking. And okay. the the amazing thing is that... So I've been sticking to the portion thing, but we still obviously go out, we go, we have dinners, we drink, you know, I'm not restrictive in any way. I still have ice, we have ice cream, you know, in the freezer that I eat whenever I want it. Except we have have, this, you do have portion, like you're, you're thinking about portions. So there is a certain amount of restriction there. I just want to point that out. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So I can have whatever I want as long as I have a portion of it, a serving right. size. Right. Right. Yes, that is true. Um, <laughs> but I want to say like, that I'm just going to sit here and eat all the chicken I want. Yes. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. that's true. Yeah. Chickenless chicken. <laughs> chicken. Yeah. Chickenless chicken that I want. <laughs> Fake chicken. Yeah. Yeah. We have this company, and I know you guys have it. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you have it in Knoxville, but it's called Crumble, but without the E. So it's C-R-U-M-B-L. And it's a gourmet cookie company. <laughs> oh, M-G. Crumble. We went there for the first time. It was uh, last week. Crumble. And we got a strawberry shortcake cookie. We got a peanut butter fudge cookie. A uh-huh. confetti birthday cake cookie. And a just a standard milk chocolate chip cookie. And it's these amazing. things are out of this world amazing. Uh, I am looking. <laughs> so... Yeah, this week they there have... There is not um, one in Knoxville. What? No. There's some uh, in, like, the Nashville area. Oh, okay. And in the sense. Chattanooga area, but none in the Knoxville oh. area. Oh, my gosh. That is depressing. You should bring me back crumbles next time you come to... Uh, yes. Okay, to I Knoxville. will. I'll get, a, I'll get a box of crumble and bring them in. Okay. Because they are delicious. So... That was last week we got those, and I was just so happy because, you know, it wasn't like I had to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm eating a cookie. You know, right. it was like no guilt, but I was able to eat what I wanted. I'm just going to um, sit here and look at this video of, the, of their yeah. cookies. <laughs> they have it's really like they have marketing. A, yeah, they have like this intro video that's just like yeah. the most delicious thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm just here to stare here and salivate for the next okay. 15 minutes. Sorry, you continue okay, on. <laughs> Okay, yeah, sorry. That, that Heath cookie especially looks amazing. Yes, I love oh Heath. My That's God. my favorite, like, yeah. blast. Sonic Blast was the Heath Sonic Blast. But anyway, um, so so the thing is, so yes, I've started craving um, fruit. I am able to eat whatever I want as long as I eat portions. Right. And at this point, which I realize um, one of the things we're going to probably talk about just based on kind of the articles that you linked is that weight 
doesn't necessarily equal healthiness, success, or happiness. Right. But just kind of... Okay, so I'm a person that needs metrics, right? Okay. So whatever that metric is, whether... And this is in work, in life, or whatever, but I either need... It can be weight or it can be measurements, which I wish I had taken my measurements before this meeting because, or before this podcast, because um, I meant to take them a, a recent update and I haven't. Right, um, right. Because that could also be a measurement outside of weight. But the only measurement that I have to speak to tonight is weight. And okay. um, I have lost in the in this time frame, I have lost ten pounds. Wow. Um, yeah, between January and April, and then I have been able to successfully keep it off for two months without quote unquote dieting right right so just these habits of hey when you eat just eat a portion amount and then right. you can have whatever you want and then try to fit in fruit a day right right um, which again i just crave at this point so i'm just like excited you know i'm like oh yeah shit, yeah I get to have my apple <laughs> you know right right well, and I mean, also, like, I notice that whenever I'm eating fruit, I tend to crave, like, processed sugary things less. So if I'm uh-huh. eating apples and bananas, like, I'm getting the carbohydrates that my body obviously needs and is recraving yes. from, like, you know, chocolate chip cookies or whatever. Um, yes. And it, I'm getting, you know, like, healthy vitamins and minerals, <laughs> like, things that my body yes. needs, too, in addition to those carbohydrates. So, um yeah, so fruit is good. Fruit is good. Yeah. So one of the things I was talking to my physical therapist about, um, which I've actually graduated from physical therapy. So oh, I'm no doing yay. It, my shoulder is doing great now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. Um, but one of the last things we were talking about was we actually started talking about running because my physical therapist was also a marathon runner. Okay. And um, so she just enjoyed that. So we just kind of was talking about mutual interest. And I was talking about Fair Life Milk. Because it has, it's the highest protein milk that you can get. Okay. It has 13 grams of protein. So, of course, with the vegetarian thing, um, I'm trying to supplement as much protein as I can. And um, so I get uh, the Fairlife milk. And she was talking about, yeah, that's a really great. So her son does running now. He's in college and he does running for college. And she's like, yeah, when my son's running, I have to get him Fairlife milk because it has the sugar that his body needs. Right, and, right. you know, that's the difference is like mil- sugar in milk is naturally occurring. Yeah. Um, but of course, like, you know, obviously there's other things where you can add sugar. But, but I think your body's going to crave it regardless. But if you Absolutely. can get a natural source of sugar, then that's better. Yeah. But also, I mean, again, yeah. with the milk, you're getting vitamins and mineral like there's so many other yes yeah like that's the major thing because yeah you're you don't like i don't know i i have a lot of like feelings about whether or not natural foods better than processed food like maybe it is maybe it isn't at the end of the day i think your body is just like this is fuel and like yes yeah go on um but unless you have like a sensitivity or something to something uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, you want to nourish your body. And so is a Heath bar, as delicious as it is, <laughs> uh, is that really going to nourish your body? Or is a banana that has potassium, you know, is that going yes. to nourish your body? So it's like exactly. just thinking about it from that perspective, I think also helps because it's not so much like these things are bad as much as these things are much better for you. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. 
So, anyway. Continue, yeah. continue, sorry. Okay, no, that's okay. So, part of leading into this intuitive meeting, so flashback to a year ago when we were just kind of talking about this and like yeah it sounds great on the surface but actually implementing it is is just crazy and difficult and it's all these things that people don't talk about well right i stumbled upon and i don't even remember how i found her but um there's this youtuber called stephanie buttermore yes and at the time she was one of the I think she was the top fitness influencer and she had over a million followers on YouTube. Right. And she, her history is that yes, she's a fitness influencer and she would compete in, um, fitness model, um, competitions or whatever, but she's also she, has her, she is very pretty for, for the yes, record. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She is. Um, but she has her PhD in biology. Yeah. So which is awesome. Yes, and I think, so what drew people to her is that she is fit, but she's also knows the science behind how and right. why she's fit, right? Exactly, yeah. So I was super interested in this, and then she posted a video that what she calls is, quote unquote, all in. So can I, just, can I just have a quick aside? Um, yes. Which is the one thing that turned me off about this video was like all of this lingo that I'm guessing is fitness influencer lingo. Mm. Lingo. I mean, mm-hmm. all in she she took from the from the uh, doctor that she learned this from, and like yes. she made it her own. But like yes. cutting, and there was something else that she said. I don't even remember. Oh, about bulking. Cutting yeah. and bulking? Yes, and that's like, what that's tip. What the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> I was yes. very, so that I, I felt like I was like watch I felt like I was completely outside of like everything. Uh, okay. <laughs> I had so, no idea what that was. Yes, cutting and bulking are common terms in the bodybuilder industry. Okay. So even if you were regardless of if you're trying to build muscle or if you're trying to lose weight to to be like, you know, in these competitions, um, you cycle through those. So basically you cut, which just means lose weight. Um, you lose weight to get skinny and then you bulk so that you try to grow your muscles. And if you, and because of the cycle, if you do it correctly, then you'll get to a point where you're very lean because you have no fat, but your muscles are very pronounced because you've bulked. I see. Okay. Got it. Yes. All right. I'm so following yes. now. I'm following now. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yes, she was a competition, and she basically was, like, the ideal body, you know, that all these women wanted, and she was, I don't even, I I wish I'd wrote down um, how much body fat she had, but it was very, very minimal, like, nothing. Her um, for four pictures, it's just, like, I, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. Um, and she even had this one video about um, waist training where you like suck in and you hold it or something. And you and it s- supposedly trains your ab muscles to hold your uh, stomach in more. And it makes your uh, waist skinnier. And it actually ends up working by the end of the video. But it's just like, what? Like, right. Right. <laughs> like, I can't believe people do this. Like, this is ridiculous. Right. But, um, but anyway, um, but basically, so she goes through all this and she's doing this um, 
co- these competitions and stuff like that. And but the problem is that she constantly fights what she calls, and I think she says it's a uh, actually a medical condition called extreme hunger. Right. Where yeah. no matter what you eat, you're still hungry. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't know that I would call mine extreme hunger, but I would definitely say that I relate to that. Right. Um, or right. did relate to that. Um, because yeah, I would go to one of these wasabi, uh, steakhouses where they make the food in front of you and you know, they always yeah. give you like a ridiculous amount of food and I would eat the entire plate and then I would just be like, yeah, so what's, what's next? You yeah. Know, like, exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I could eat an insane amount of food and this has probably been ever since high school. And I, right. and what's crazy is I never restricted in high school, but I don't know. Anyway, that's a side story. But, but that's, um, so that's, yeah. And I think that that's really interesting because she had that same thing. Like when she was, she talked about when she was younger and the fact yeah. that when she was a kid, she was like eating the same stuff that her dad was eating. Um, yeah. But I mean, and I think that you were probably about to go there with the idea that, you know, you, even though you were eating all this stuff, you weren't necessarily gaining weight and neither yeah. was she. But I do feel like that ends up playing into the whole thing about how it's <laughs> like your body is going to do what your body needs, and which is what yeah. the whole thing is about. Anyway, continue. So we'll yeah. get there. Okay. Yes. Okay. So basically she gets tired of one. She's always exhausted. She's right. always cold. And she always has this extreme hunger. Hunger. So. Right her being the scientific person that she is she calls in all these experts and does all this research and um she determines that the best way to address this is to do intuitive eating which is literally eat as much and as often as she wants until that she is no longer uh, and uh, to say it say it say it say it Satiation. Yeah. Satiation. Basically, you're no longer hungry. Like, until you're Yeah, until she's no longer. Yeah, exactly. So that's what she does. And she ends up eating, I guess for the first few months, she ends up eating 5,000 calories a day. Which, keep in mind that the USDA recommended amount for maintaining is like 2,000 calories. Right. So she eats. Yeah. She eats 5,000 calories a day. She ends up gaining 35 pounds, right. I think. Um, At 42, and maybe even a little, I think her... I think yeah, her, her top. Her top, her peak was 42. Um, yes. She talks about that. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, we can continue, I'm sorry. You, you continue and then I'll <laughs> hop in. No, that's okay. So yeah, she goes into this mode of just like, you know what, I don't care what's going to happen, which I think is super interesting considering that she's a YouTuber and a fitness influencer that makes her living being a fitness influencer. Right. And she is potentially sacrificing and sabotaging all of that for this journey. Absolutely. But But I think that she, yeah, well, it's not that she doesn't care because, I mean, you see, she talks about how she breaks down and how she's worried Mm -hmm. and when people start putting hate messages on her YouTube account, like she, you know, it it, it really hurts her. Um, When her mom makes a comment, it hurts her. So it's like she, she obviously cares deeply but she has made a promise to herself at the beginning of this yes. whole thing that she has got to to be healthy because and and I don't know if you were going to go into this or not but the reason why she starts exploring this is because um 
you know, she realizes she starts talking to this lady who um, uh, coaches, basically coaches intuitive eating for, um, I, I'm putting this is not the usage, words that she used, but underweight uh, women who mm-hmm. no longer have periods. Yes. Um, and that, I think that was the turning point for her. Right. Because she started not having a period anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And this has come up too on a podcast I've been listening to a lot lately called Maintenance Phase, where they're talking about how, um, you know, so many people are so fat phobic and, you know, like obsessed with reaching this, this ideal weight and then also not wanting to gain any weight that they've put themselves in these extremely unhealthy situations where they are very underweight. They're, they're not where their body needs to be. And so they're, they're suffering medically from, you know, their hormone level levels are down. They're losing their hair. Like they're not, they're not healthy. And in my, and you know, and I, I really hate to talk about anyone's body anymore because um, I just feel like there's something gross about that to a certain extent. But on the other hand, she is posting pictures of her before and after, right? Yes. And I feel like she looks so much healthier at the end of this process than she did at the beginning. And like, if you compare those, it's just like, you know, and it's not, you know, it's like her... She's got a glow. She has her hair looks healthier. Like it's this whole, it's this whole yeah. thing. It's this whole package, right? Of yeah. just she looks like she is actually getting the nutrition that she needs as opposed to before when it doesn't look like she was. And yes. I mean, I feel that's why. So, and I'm sure you're going to get into this, but the the way that this cycles, if you if you do it. Um, you know, kind of like this clinical way or whatever is you go all in and you just like, you know, you just eat until you're uh, no longer hungry. And like initially, because your body is so jacked up from you starving it for so long or Mm -hmm. being so obsessed with food or whatever it is, you're initially you're going to gain weight. And this happens. um, I didn't finish the fuck it diet book, but they talked about this in the fuck it diet book. That was one of the chapters mm-hmm. that I talked that I did read where um, you will gain weight as you're resetting your body. Right. So the first yeah. stage of this is like gaining a lot of weight because all you're doing is like um, making sure that your body is finally like understanding you're not going to restrict it anymore. Um, yeah. And then you reach a plateau and then like, you even it out and you're doing this all intuitively. So you're not measuring things. You're not tracking things. You're not really paying attention, but what she noticed or how she was noticing it was that she just wasn't as hungry. So she was like eating however much she talked about how she was tracking her calories in the beginning. And then she stopped because that was like a distraction. And I think that's very true. Like I know that anytime I start to track calories, it becomes kind of a problem for me because I tend to get really obsessed with it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I tend to obsess over it and it, it it does not allow me to just like think about what my body is telling me. Right. Yes. So I have stopped tracking all of that stuff. Um, because I'm trying to listen to what my body is telling me. Uh, but it's, it's hard and 
to her point, I think the thing that the biggest thing that was amazing to me was how long it takes because I didn't realize because this was a whole year that she went through Mm -hmm. this. Right. And so she starts off and it's like several months of her just like being hungry and gaining weight and like, you know, getting to a point where her body's finally like, oh, you're not trying to starve me anymore. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm going to like. We don't have to eat all the things. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I I feel okay now. And um we can we could just like kind of get back to normal. But like you have to indulge your body first so that it trusts you. Because if you are in the situation where you've been restricting or you've been um dieting or you've been whatever, like you've been putting your body and I think this comes up in one of the articles that I'll link to, um, through like these cycles, right? These weight mm-hmm. cycles. So you'll lose a lot of weight. And then <laughs> as soon as you lose it, like as soon as you're not doing whatever thing it was that you're we're doing to restrict it and then bring it down, you gain it all back. Because yeah. your body is like, oh, you, you know, F you, you starved me, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, it was just so fascinating because I hadn't thought about how long it would take. Um, Anyway, yeah, yes. and I actually watched. Um, so in preparation of this video, I actually watched her most recent video, which is her giving an update again. And it so basically, it has taken two years. And wow, yeah, um, to get from you know the skinniest version to the ste- steady state version, and right. um, yeah, I thought that was just super interesting because yeah, I think you expect that you do something like this, and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want for like a week or two and then I'll be fine but it's like no right. it takes a long time for your body to trust you again right um, exactly yeah and that's why um so she talks about set point weight and how your body yes. has a natural um weight that it wants to be at and after that I researched set point a little bit and there are some theories that you can adjust your set point, but what you, you have to do it very slowly. So basically, like you lose, I think it's like 10% of your body weight, but then you maintain that for uh, two to three months, and then you uh, can lose 10% more, and then you maintain that or whatever. But like, you can't just lose weight and then expect your set point to reset. Um, right. And so that's why I've been actually... I've been really excited about the progress that I've made because I feel like I've done it very slowly because yep, like I said, yep. I, lo- I lost 10 pounds between January and April. Right. So that's a very slow time frame, And right. then I have maintained for these two months on my own. So like right. no tracking, no other, you know, like I said, other than when I get out a thing of fries out of the freezer, I'm like, okay, how much is a serving? <laughs> you know, right, like, yes, right, I, right. I do look at that. But um, outside of that... I haven't thought about it and I've been able to maintain and um and so like I'm so all of this just makes me like I just feel like after all this time it's like clicked you know like after all these years it's just it's clicked and like I I'm like okay I understand intuitive eating now where it's easy to say well you just eat until you're full well no it's not it's not that easy at first you have to understand it and train your body yeah, absolutely. And I think to, you know, like, I think that it depends on how, <laughs> it depends on how broken, <laughs> that sounds bad. But well, yeah, like, that's true. How, how broken you were, right? Because that's like, 
And I think I would probably have to do something similar to Stephanie if I were to do it because I have no connection with my body. I've talked about that several times. Like I feel like my body yeah. is the separate entity that does something that I don't do. And, right. um, and so I really like, I have to be like really hungry for me to understand that I'm hungry and I have mm-hmm. to be like really full for me to understand that I'm full. Like, yeah. And then the rest of the time I'm like, Oh, I guess it's about time I should eat something. Like I don't like Yeah. I don't really listen to my body um about what it needs. I feel like I'm getting better about that, but you know, it's like you almost have to do for some people. It's almost like you have to do like this extreme like I'm just yeah. going to go all in. Let this all happen and then I, it will gradually you know, and trust the process and it'll gradually like even out and then I'll get back to where I, I need to be. Um, yeah. And I don't know, man, like it's, I really, I admire her. It was funny because initially I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I was like, yeah, this is a fitness influencer. This is someone who's like, but then I just, it just made a lot of sense, all the stuff that she was talking about. And yes, I was very impressed that she stuck with it and that she, I don't know. And that she prioritized her health and her well-being and her happiness. Like that is very like, if I could, if I could give a message from weekly buddy time, like it's not about losing weight. It's not about looking a certain way. It's not about like, um, you know, even necessarily trying to fit any type of metrics, even though I know you love metrics, they say, I'm not trying to say metrics aren't important. <laughs> if that's what you need, then that's what you need. Yeah. Right. But, right. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about whatever makes you happy, whether that's metrics or right. whether that's like, you know, eating a full plate of fries, <laughs> like, yeah. yes, um, yes. you know, allowing yourself to actually be a, a good and healthy person, making good and healthy decisions that are right for you and your body. Yes. End of story. And so it was cool. It was cool to see her take that journey where she was moving that way. I must confess, I was very jealous that she could just like, I'm going to go take a trip to Bali and have, um, I know, you know, my personal chefs make me this amazing food every day. I was like, look, if I had personal chefs in Bali making me food every day, I'd eat a lot better too. I'm just saying. Well, let me just tell you, McDonald's chicken nugget shit. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe we should do an episode once about the stupid amount of money that YouTube influencers make. Like, yeah, I just happened to look up and like the estimated amount that she makes is three hundred thousand per year off Holy of her shit. YouTube. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess if I was making three hundred thousand per year, then yeah, I would go to Bali and hire a personal ship. You know, there it's you like. Go. This whole YouTube culture is ridiculous. And that is amazing. That's I mean, funny. I am jealous, you know, because right. our generations have worked hard to make like bare minimum. And they're just like, oh, let me just film this video and I'll make 300000 <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, what? Like, this is ridiculous. The stupid marketing, man. And that's the whole thing because, you know, James is in marketing and it's like they're their overhead is so, or not overhead their uh profit is so like in general marketing is so much higher than most other industries that right. it's just like i mean it's, so youtube's the same thing right you're just you're getting paid because they serve ads on your videos which is just marketing right 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 
So, yeah. So, yeah, there are two fitness influencers that I follow. I don't typically follow fitness influencers, funny enough, because I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in, <laughs> like, the fitness scene. I was say, we're aspiring fitness influencers. So yes. Tell you yeah, exactly. What alcohol you should be drinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're alcohol beverage influencers. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> um so, so funny enough, I don't actually follow a bunch, but I do follow two. And okay. one of them is Stephanie Buttermore. And the second one is this other lady called Natasha Ocean. And she's from L- London. Yeah. But, and she's the same way. So although she never graduated um, college, so she doesn't have that PhD, but she, uh, same thing. When she brings something, she references scientific papers that she reads well wow. um, yeah to back her fitness uh stuff and so um those are the two that i think i've just really clicked with because that's the kind of stuff that i like even stuff that we research for weekly buddy time i often look up the scientific articles you know i don't go right. to just like some random article on the internet i'll actually look up the national health institute or whatever it's called <laughs> you know um i'll look up that government website slash articles right thesis, the damn speaking speaking of which yeah. I, that is a great segue because one of the links i'll put in show notes i did look up a uh, a nim article mm-hmm. <laughs> national institute of health article um about um intuitive eating because one of the things that i have a question about when it comes to this is like this makes a lot of sense to me from a you know just like a surface level right for somebody yeah. who is um, who is undernourished, right, or underweight. Yes. Like, this makes a lot of sense because you... You've starved <laughs> yourself. Right, exactly. Um, but what does it mean for... Because one of the things that it talks about with weight cycling is that a common issue that you run into is that you lose a lot of weight and then because, through some type of dieting or restriction, and then you gain it. And then you try to lose it and then you gain more yes. and then try to lose it and then you gain more. And like, I feel like that is definitely what I have done, um, over my life. <laughs> and now yeah. here I am like the heaviest I've ever been. Um, and so I was like, well, okay, well, what if you're like obese? What if you are yeah, like, overweight? Is this something that works? And so I did find a, um, a national Institute of health, uh, article that did a study on um uh white obese female chronic dieters aged 30 to 45 years which i fall mm-hmm. into this category um <laughs> yeah and uh so they basically took two groups they they did one which they did the intuitive eating um process with and then one that was like dieting right mm-hmm. and yeah. what they found was that in order to like change long-term behavior um in order to like you know change long-term results like you encourage size acceptance you reduce the dieting behavior and then you had this heightened awareness in response to body signals and that was what helped improve health risk indicators so not i mean like those are the things you're really worried about right it's not about whether or not you lose weight it's not about whether or not you look different it's about how healthy you are um so actually the intuitive eating there's studies out there that show that that works and that actually does help even people yes. like me be healthier. Um, yeah. So that was, so that was cool. Anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually going to bring that up because I'm glad you looked into that because I didn't look into the scientific side. But what I was going to comment on was I'm not sure that her process brings into people, for example, that have a binge eating disorder. Right, Um, right, right. Because I follow another person on YouTube called Beatrice Caruso, and she started her YouTube channel because she was trying to lose weight. But then during that journey, she finds out that she, or she realizes that she has a binge eating disorder and she ends up stopping the weight loss journey and ends up now she's just doing therapy and oh wow i remember because we did we uh what was it that she did that we 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 did a show on her i'm trying to remember what yes video it was i don't know yeah you're right we did um but yeah and i think maybe it was just her maybe it was just her in general because she was so adorable she is (laughs) she really is yeah i just love her um her personality and so it's been very interesting watching her transition through this. Right. But I think, yeah. So, for example, she found out she found out that, like, binge eating for her is a comfort trick mechanism. So, like, when she has a bad day or if she has anxiety because she has to go do something uh, that she's uncomfortable with, then she wants to binge because binging to her signals comfort. And it's, right. it's actually the whole burnout book. So, you know, when you, the burnout book that we referenced several episodes yes. ago, um, when it was saying like hugging someone is a signal to your body that you're okay and that you're yes, safe. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. So it was the, it's the exact same thing that she just realized. And this was literally like two or three, two or three videos ago. So she's still working through this, but um she's like basically the anxiety puts me in the fight or flight mode and then eating signals to my body that i am safe because i am eating and i'm and i'm that makes so much sense oh my gosh that is probably what i do because i do like i'm always like if i if i am binge eating um then i am doing a fight or flight so if i'm going and i've got the if i've got if something has happened at work and i'm stressed out i go get them a nutella and a spoon and i sit here and I have Nutella in my mouth for like however long until I stop and get stressed out. That makes yes. so much sense. Oh my God. That makes that yeah. makes a lot of sense. So yep. I will link that video to you and we can put it okay. in show notes, but where yes, she kind of talks that. about that. But um, so I think that's interesting because this whole intuitive eating thing, I don't think would work for a binge eater or it would be harder because then you're eating. I think, so I guess disorders aside, maybe that's the disclaimer I'm trying to make here. Right. Is that eating disorders aside, um, intuitive eating seems like once you figure it out, it can work really great for you. Right, right. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, it's like if you were being coached, like if you have a disorder, you have to be coached by a counselor yes. and by a professional, right? But I do feel like it would be different. Like I feel like even though I didn't of course, I'm, I don't necessarily say that I have a binge eating disorder, uh, I just right, binge yeah. when I'm stressed, but, um, but you know, not like to a ridiculous degree. Usually it's yeah. not the whole container of Nutella. Anyway. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. There was a time in my life when it was the whole container of Nutella. Oh my gosh. So, uh, I mean, I guess I have made progress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I remember that cause I had one, I, I would always care. I would always have, God, this is so, this is embarrassing. I would actually keep a container of Nutella at work. Um, in a spoon and oh my like gosh. literally in my desk. And whenever oh. things got bad, I would just start eating Nutella. Oh my 
my gosh. I think I would have like a sugar headache or, you know, like I would get sick from all the sugar. Uh, I never would get sick from sugar. There's no way. I'm like, I'm I'm as immune to sugar as I am to caffeine. There's no, (laughs) you could put as much in my body and it would not matter. Yeah. I will. It'll. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Oh, man. So, but I think that like, I do think I could get into I almost feel like if I were to let my body know, like through this long process of yes, letting my body know, hey, we're I, I do love you. <laughs> I yes, will take yes. care of you. I will give you food that you need and crave and require. Um, whenever you need it, no worries. Please trust me. Um, yes. And then, like once that trust was fi- in that relationship was finally healed. Like, Mm -hmm. I do think that would also take care of me going to food for comfort because I don't think that would be like, I think I would see food differently because it would be what create, you know, what feeds my body as opposed to this random thing that I use for coping with, you know, mental or emotional problems, which is a little bit different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and especially if I think if you combine the two, so you did the intuitive yeah. eating, so you convinced yourself that food is readily available, and right. the coping mecha- mechanisms that you learned from the burnout book, then I right. think you right. could, um, those two together, you know, right, could help. Exactly. Um, I did want to, so one of the things that I did after looking at this, because I was like, okay, well, I have a lot of data about how much I've weighed in the last decade because <laughs> I have I have been doing this, you know, diet on and off dieting and, you know, trying to lose weight yeah. thing for yeah. a very long time. And so I did look and the um so the the lightest I ever was or the the less I ever weighed in this this in this period of time yeah. um was um back right before the uh about a year before the marathon so and i had before the marathon a year before the marathon i gained weight to uh when i started doing the marathon because i had to (laughs) because Mm -hmm. i would have probably died like i mean i (laughs) i was not because that's the thing like so i'm looking at this from an intuitive eating standpoint right i worked really really hard to lose a lot of weight in 2010 because i was going to get married the following year and i wanted to you know yeah, look okay. nice. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. ingrained in our culture. Oh, you've got to be thin to look nice, and you to look nice. Yeah. You, you know, you should look nice on yeah. your wedding day, and blah 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 blah. So, I worked really hard, lost a lot of weight, lost like maybe forty pounds. Like I lost a lot of weight, um, and I mean it wasn't like super quick. It was like a pound a week or two pounds a week, but it was still. Yeah. Um, you know, it was still an impressive amount. Like I won an award at work. Like it was, it was <laughs> wow, a big okay. deal. Yeah. Um, and then I started training for the marathon. Um, actually, let me look at this. Actually, maybe I gained it back after the marathon. I only gained because the marathon was in 2011, like in April, right? Yeah, March or April. Yeah, March or April. So I was still. I only gained a few pounds, but by then. And then it was like right after the marathon, <laughs> um, yeah. I gained like weight and weight and weight. And then I had gained all of the weight that I had lost 
almost actually yeah i'm pretty sure almost all the weight i lost back by august <laughs> yeah well part you of the know. problem was because we got used to running i mean we were running right i think up until the half marathon we were running 10 miles a week and yeah then, so we were eating and then to, that's a huge calorie def- deficit right right and then we just stopped Yes, yeah. So, yeah, it was easy to gain the weight back (laughs) because of that. Exactly. But so I was looking at, like, this long history, and there are, there you know, there are times when I was, like, really serious about trying to lose weight, and I can see those reflected in, um, you know, in where they happen. And then, like, almost immediately there's a, there's, like, a flip, right? There's a, I'm coming back up. (laughs) And, you know... And there's a specific, like I averaged everything up and I can also see just by eyeballing it, there's like a specific weight that's about, probably about 20 pounds below where I am now, where mm-hmm. I would say my target weight probably, like where my set weight is, um, yeah. which is, which would still be considered just for the record by, um, you know, oh, yeah. obese by, or yes. overweight by BMI standards, but yes, um, ridiculous. Right. But I think that's probably where my body is going to eventually be like, this is where I'm happy because that seems to be where, <laughs> where it keeps trying to go. <laughs> no right. matter yeah. if I'm up or down, it, it's uh, it goes back to that spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think that's probably, uh, you know, probably where we're all end up, but also it changes. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you can't even doing this, even looking at it this way is like too much thought into it because if you're, if you're trying to logic it, like, I feel like you're, you're kind of ruining the intuitive part of it. Like you're not Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to listen to your body and what your body is telling you. You're like, let me look at this data and try to figure out where this, like, no, just stop that. (laughs) Stop looking at the numbers, stop thinking about it. And just like, are you full or are you not? Do you need something mm-hmm. or do you don't? What does your body want you to have right now? You know, and yeah, you know, but not like what is what do you emotionally need right now? Do you want to eat a whole thing of Nutella? That's probably not what your body <laughs> is actually telling you. That's what your emotions are telling you. Your right, body yeah. is probably telling you, I would like some some carbs because you got three hours of sleep last night and I need to stay awake. Um, <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so then be like, okay, body, what kind of carbs would be the best thing to help me keep awake, you know, for the next couple hours? Yeah. And maybe it is Nutella or maybe it's strawberries or maybe it's, you know, banana or maybe it's something else. But I don't yeah. know. I just, I, it was very interesting. I am glad that you shared this video um, Good. with me because I, and honestly, again, like like I said at the very beginning, I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to like, this is no way. This is going to yeah. get so mad at this. But I but I had the exact opposite uh, reaction because I was just, it was, it was, there was something very um, beautiful in being able to watch this young woman who mm-hmm. obviously had a lot of self-loathing and... Um, you know, like insecurity and all of this, like come to this place. And obviously nobody, you know, like it's not like it fixes everything, right? Everyone still has insecurities and yada, yada, but like, she just seemed so much happier 
at the end, you know, like yes. at the end of her journey. And that was just really cool to to watch. And I don't know, I could watch this is completely superficial. I could watch sexy women eating hamburgers <laughs> all day long. All day long. Let me watch some sexy women eating hamburgers. Yes, please. That's funny because when I was watching these videos, I was like, I am so tired of watching her eat food. Like I don't care what she's eating. I want to know the content. That is so funny. That is funny. But I do agree that she's very pretty, sexy, you know, whatever. So she's very pleasing to look at, you know, regardless of what phase she's in. And all of these phases, which I think is the important part, is that um, even when she was at her heaviest and she felt the most self-conscious, she still looks amazing, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, Um, she hot hot AF. That's true. That's true. (laughs) That is so true. Oh. Um, And I will totally watch her but she had really good food though stacy there was like really delicious looking food <laughs> it's a sexy she a woman donuts she does eat a lot of donuts which i also appreciate yeah. because i like yeah. i eat a lot of donuts but like really delicious food and a sexy woman like what else do you need there's you don't need anything else that's true that's true alcohol um, if only she had alcohol with it oh that's she true yeah. D- does she not drink? I guess I, I never saw her drink alcohol, so I'm guessing no. That's true. I don't know. And maybe she just, that's a choice she's made on her video. I'm not right. sure. Yeah, maybe yeah. she just doesn't talk about that or show it. But yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I am glad that, that you feel like you've gotten to this point where where you've sort of made peace with food. Like, yeah. where you can just kind of eat and not overthink it or worry about it and um that's awesome and so i guess i'm kind of hoping that i can get to that phase i guess for me my what i'll probably do because i haven't been tracking for a little while now and i haven't been doing any type of real restriction for a couple of months when i we did there was like a week i guess that i didn't have breakfast i think that was the last time i yeah restricted myself in any way uh, and I can't remember when I was, I was like going to count calories again. And it was like the week before or the week after that. And then I like gave up because I was yeah. like, this is not good for me. Um, right. And so I guess, you know, I could, I've kind of been doing it sort of loosely, like, you know, eating what what I want, you know, without really worrying about it um, yeah. since then. So I guess I'll just continue doing what I'm doing and then. Um, you know, and then once you see, like, yeah, I don't, I definitely don't have the same, like, insatiable hunger issues. Mm-hmm. Like now, there have been times in my life where I have, but right now I'm not like always hungry or anything, but, yeah. um, but man, if I get hungry, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like if I don't, if I miss a meal, I am not a fun person to be around. <laughs> You're hangry. No, I get really hangry. I get yeah. really hangry very quickly. But th- that's my biggest problem is that, you know, I was just constantly hungry. And so mm-hmm. um, it didn't matter what I ate or when I ate or how much I ate. I would be hungry like 30 minutes later, regardless. Right, right, right. Um, and then that was all I could think about was because I was just like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Right, right. Ne- when, are, when or what are we eating next? You know, and it right, consumed right. me. Um, so that's like a relief to, I'm not saying yeah. it's fixed or solved, but as of right now, like that's that's just nice. No, that is great. 
That is absolutely great. Yeah, I, I could probably think more about, like, planning with food. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, what are we going to have for supper? Well, we don't have anything. Uh, well, I guess I'll <laughs> eat Tortilla nachos. and cheese. Yes. <laughs> or something. I'm going to have a cheese crisp. Cheese crisp. Yes, that's yes, what you call it. That is what I call it. That is, uh, that is my go-to if I can't figure out anything else. Tortilla, yep. cheese, ketchup. Done. Yes. All the major food groups represent. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Well, this this has been a fun journey to be on. I'll share all these notes um, yeah. in show notes. We'd love to hear your feedback or your ideas or, you know, maybe you have some experience with intuitive eating or maybe you know someone or you've heard of someone or you have other resources to link to us. Um, yeah. We would love to hear from you. So reach out to Absolutely. us. Uh Facebook.com slash weekly buddy time or weekly buddy time at gmail.com. Yes, or, please. Please sorry, do webs- send us. Please do send us emails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I love you, Stacy. I love you too. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho